Welcome to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. Your hosts, Danielle Sullivan, National Director at Curriculum Associates, and Sari Labaris, Social Communications Manager at Curriculum Associates, are here to share actionable tips, best practices, and success stories to improve your classroom and drive student learning. Enjoy, and thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. This is Danielle Sullivan. Hi, everyone. This is Sari Labaris. And we are so excited to bring you the Extraordinary Educator podcast. This podcast is designed to bring you actionable tips from extraordinary educators like you. Each week, we'll share best practices, ideas, and stories from extraordinary educators to help you thrive. This week, we're going to talk about student engagement, a very hot topic that seems to come up all of the time. Don't you agree? Yes, it comes up all the time. It comes up in research, but more importantly, it comes up in conversations and tweets and in workshops and sessions that I have with educators. Every single person wants to know how to better engage their students. So today we're going to focus on two ways to really ramp up engagement in your classroom. And we're not just going to tell you about the idea. We also want to give you actionable next steps to try today or tomorrow or immediately in your classrooms. How does that sound? Awesome. So let's dive in. What's your first tip? So the first way we, I really want us to talk about engaging students is by getting their buy-in. So get buy-in sort of sounds really salesy to me. Let's say more about that. What exactly does get buy-in mean? I know it does kind of sound salesy, but that's the point because we're wanting to re-enroll students into what we're asking them to do. So I think when I uh, talk to educators about engagement, the first question I have is, I mean, it's what part of the year are you in? What is the task? How are students feeling? And I think that a lot of times, especially in middle school, every day is an opportunity to re-enroll and get the students buy-in. It's really important to give them choice, to really have them want to know and want to be involved in what they're learning. I mean, if we think about it, even as humans and as teachers, I needed to have my I needed to re-enroll myself a lot of times. I don't know about you, but Sunday nights were really hard for me. I had to re-enroll myself to face the week sometimes. Like sometimes it was really stressful or I had to re-enroll myself when there was a big a pile of papers I had to grade. So it's really helpful to think about what is that? How are we getting their buy-in and how are we re-enrolling yourselves and them into the process of what you want them to learn? So it sort of sounds like the students are consumers of education. So if we get their buy-in, they'll be more invested in their learning, which totally makes sense. And I see this a lot of time in classrooms and on social media. And in fact, an iReady example that I've seen be super successful is when educators, whether it's school leaders or teachers, share why they're giving the diagnostic, which is the iReady assessment, and then get students really invested in the process. So if they, if the students understand why it's important for them to try their best on the test, um, then it definitely increases the odds that they'll put forth their best effort because they understand how the assessment is going to help them and help their teachers teach them what they don't already know. Right. That's exactly right. And I've seen that many times too. I mean, if they're like, okay, we're about to take this thing, go sit in front of the computer, bye. <laughs> students don't know. 
They need to understand what the purpose is. So it's essential to share why you are doing what you are doing. Kids want to know. The first thing that my students would ask me is, what are we doing today? Why are we doing this? They want to know the why. And I used to tell my students the why all of the time. I mean, I got a little overboard. I guess I definitely would work on that um, if I went back to the classroom because I would get into more the, you know, we're doing this because blah, 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 blah. And then they started asking me the why because they knew that I would get off off topic. (laughs) (laughs) But it's important to let them know and share why they're doing this so they feel more invested on, you know, we want them to show up and be their best every single day. Definitely. I mean, I think adults need this too, right? We want to know why we're being asked to do something in our job. So students are no different. They're humans and they want to know why they should do something before they have to do it. So how do our extraordinary educators do this? How do they really get that student buy-in? So what I've seen, what I've found, what I've read, and what I've experienced is that we have to focus on building essential relationships with students. One of the best ways to build relationships is to get to know them. Um, You can do a student interest survey. You can um, just find out a little bit more about them. You could also do a writing prompt um, at the beginning of each day. I did this a lot with my students as I would say, you know, if it was a Monday, what did you do over the weekend? What are you looking forward to this week? And I would set it for three minutes and just have them write. Then some students could share, some could not share. But it showed that I cared. It showed that I was interested in their lives. And then just knowing what they're interested in when you're sharing the why. So if we're about to do a complex mathematical task, I could help connect what they're doing to what matters to them. So it's really important to be able to know what their goals, what their dreams are. Even if they're an iReady partner, there's iReady is really helpful to be able to show you what the students need as far as data is concerned. So that's why we really share um, a best practice is that sharing the data with students so students know where they need to go to grow and they're able to set goals and have meaningful conversations around that information. They just need to, and, and that's part when you mentioned diagnostic, teachers letting the kids know that, like sharing, why are we doing this? Why are we taking this assessment? How is it going to help them? Same thing before you do teach, you know, you're about to read um, a new uh, standard. I don't know if you read the standard. <laughs> you're about to teach a new standard. Explain what it is. Explain why you're doing that. I think just getting into why are you doing what you're doing and why do you want them to do it? Just It's so simple. Just share the why. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just make it a part of your daily routine and before all of your lessons, right? We're about to do X because of Y. Um, it seems really simple, but a little will definitely go a long way. And we actually have some resources to help you um, explain the why and build those relationships um, on iReadyCentral.com slash engage students. That's i-readycentral.com backslash engage students. And we'll put that link in the show notes. Awesome. So that kind of leads to the second um, part of student engagement that I wanted to talk about today is if you care they will care. 100% agree with this one. It is so important in terms of student engagement for them to understand that you care so that in turn they care. Right. I mean, I hear so many times educators, um, not just here, this is what I've seen. 
they're going through the motions, unfortunately. They're overwhelmed. I mean, it's a really hard time to be a teacher right now. It's a hard time to be an administrator. It's a hard time to be in education. You have so many things piled on you, a hundred things you need to do, not a lot of time. I think a lot of people can relate to that. But the thing is, what's cool and also really hard about being in education is every single day is a new day. And every single day you have little people or big people in front of you hoping to learn that day. And if you show up and are just going through the motions and not really caring about what you're doing, then it shows and then they're not going to care. But if you really deeply can re-enroll yourself, get your own buy-in, whatever that takes, you know, maybe some time to plan, maybe some time to talk to a colleague, maybe just a really good cup of coffee in the morning. But if you are caring, then they will care. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think uh, if they can like, you know, hear genuine excitement and and see it, um, there's definitely higher chance that they'll get excited about the learning too. And And kids are smart, right? They can tell when you're being authentic or not. So just really getting pumped up about what you're teaching and why, um, it will definitely transition over to students and you'll see that excitement grow in your classroom. So let's talk about us as teachers. What's a time where you really helped re-enroll your students or a time that you were about teaching something that you weren't super excited about, but how did you motivate yourself to share that you cared? That's a really great question. Um, I think <laughs> when I think about re-enrolling my students, the first group that I taught that comes to mind is when I taught middle school math, fifth and mm-hmm. sixth grade math. And a lot of that, um, it, it might not seem like for students that they'll have to know these things later in life. Why do I have to understand dividing fractions or whatever it is? And so figuring out ways to connect it to the real world and also their own interests. So knowing who wants to be an astronaut when they grow up and helping them understand why it's important to understand powers of 10, for example, writing their names and word problems and and going way beyond that. Um, And then having them think about ways that things I was teaching them applied to real life because then they understood the importance. They understood why they had to know it. So then it got them more excited about actually doing the learning and going through that challenge. What about you? Similar math was one of those topics. I mean, I struggled with teaching math myself. I was teaching math right, uh, same thing, fifth and sixth grade, right around the time where the shifts in the standards happened when um, I was in New York State and they adopted the Common Core. So we were getting brand new curriculum, brand new standards, all of these shifts. It was very stressful as a teacher. So I had to re enroll myself by finding the joy in what I was about to teach. And I was literally learning the math a week before I was teaching it to the kids and sometimes a day. It wasn't pretty. <laughs> so I would find things that um, I'm really creative. I'm really musical. So I would actually turn some of the math lessons into songs. Sometimes I would rap it. Sometimes I would just present it very dramatically. Um, and I would really be over the top as just because that was a way that I needed to engage myself in content that I thought was a little stressful at times and they loved it and they laughed and we bonded. And then there were times where I physically, we were doing measurement on uh, volume and I literally brought in uh, props to show them that, you know, they drink Gatorade. We had to figure out how much Gatorade would fit into this uh, a different cup or they had to measure things out. So I actually brought stuff in and made it more hands-on, which really helped the curriculum come a little bit more alive. But it was hard. I mean, it took some self-discipline. It took me to tap into what I'm passionate about as a human. 
I think a lot of times educators forget that. Like you got into teaching for a reason. So what is your why? So since we said we would share uh, actual actionable next step, you mentioned iReady Central. I want to give you um, an idea of how to tap into your why. Perfect. So, So what all you need to do is get five minutes, think about why are you in education, and then write it down for five minutes. Time yourself. And then read that every single Monday. Simple tip. That's going to help you remember why you're doing what you're doing. And then the second actionable next step is just share with your students. Why are you doing it? If you don't do it right now, just share. Like, we're about to teach fractions. Here's why we're doing it. It's really important. It might be on the state test. You also, in life, are not going to eat holes of anything because if you do, you'll just gain a ton of weight. So let's talk about fractions or whatever. Right. No, I, I think that's great. And and if your students know that you care, then they will care too. Right. So I think that is all the time we have for today. So I want to thank you all for listening. Hopefully you found this helpful. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear if you try the writing example, if you uh, find anything interesting on iReady Central, if you use it in your classrooms. We'd love for you to review us and make comments on this podcast and even um, in other topics you're interested in us covering. Mm-hmm. And you can find us on Instagram at myiready. That's M-Y-I-R-E-A-D-Y. And on Twitter as Curriculum Associates. Please be sure to tag us in your posts. We'd love to follow along and see all of the great things that you're doing in your classrooms. Awesome. So until then, be true, be you, be extraordinary. This podcast is produced by Curriculum Associates and is the copyrighted material and intellectual property of Curriculum Associates.